Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I post episodes weekly on Tuesdays on pretty much whatever I like. So welcome. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and on LinkedIn at a Ugandan babe, all one word. Spotify now has a review feature. So go on, pause the episode, rate and review the podcast on there or on Apple Podcasts and then come back. That really helps me out. Go ahead. <laughs> the pause button is right there. I'll wait for you. Don't worry. <laughs> Welcome back and thank you. Here's one of the reviews that I received a few weeks ago that really warmed my heart and made me laugh. He says, I have listened to your podcasts and they have me glued. You are an amazing storyteller. I did not see this coming, Kentaro. <laughs> the shade of it all. Bear with me if my voice is a little croaky today. I've been under the weather and I'm still on the mend. Today's episode is about the girls who are now women that have touched my life in some important way. I will exclude my relatives because then this episode would be like three hours long. So if you're related to me by blood or by marriage, this isn't the one for you. We will have to circle back. Same with the boys, now men, who are integral to my journey. That will also be a separate episode. These are the stories of the women that I met along this journey called life, mostly from high school onwards, who left a lifelong impression on me, who inspired me in so many ways, big and small. Some were friends, others just moved in my orbit, but each of them taught me something. And it's not even all all the women, right? Because that would also be hours long. So don't feel bad if I didn't include you. I value all of you. Now, I will try to use nicknames, middle names, or lesser known names because I want to maintain some anonymity. But I also want them to recognize themselves if they ever listen to the podcast. If I fail to find a nickname <laughs> or a lesser known name, please just bear with me. So in no particular order, where do we start? Well, the first person that always comes to mind for some reason is Nahamia. I first knew Nahamia way back when in primary school, but our paths diverged and then we reconnected on the first day of high school. I remember it clear as day. The first time I saw her again, she yelled my name from across the quadrangle. I remembered her from primary school, of course I did, because even back then, when we were just eight or nine years old, she was already a force to reckon with. I was surprised that she remembered me because, honestly, I was a quite a quiet and introverted child, but I definitely remembered her. All those years later, shouting my name and barreling towards me, larger than life, like she'd always been. She had a huge personality and she moved through life like she was untethered from all the usual bullshit that held down the rest of us mere mortals. I don't know how she did it, but she did that. She left high school after only a couple of years. Um, she moved away, moved out of the country, but we never forgot her. Next up is Mwesigwa. I also met her on the first day of high school and we ended up sitting next to each other for much of our O-levels. We became friendly, but we would fall out on and off over the years. But we always remained in each other's orbit. She was my chigakazi, so 
there was a level on which we would vibe that, that was just intrinsic we spoke each other's language in a lot of ways but perhaps because of these similarities we also fell out often but i always admired her she was multi-talented this girl could sing dance act there was nothing she couldn't do and she was a brain you know my sister is the one who suffered through all my high school stories which i repeated to her on a loop when i went home for the holidays and Mwesigwa featured in a lot of them. Next up, we'll talk about Shorty. <laughs> she always hated it when we called her that. So let's call her Remereza. <laughs> so she, she, I, and another person on this list, uh, at some point we formed a little band of three musketeers for a few years in high school. She was this boundless ball of energy attacking everything with zeal. I don't know how she did it, but it was amazing. Now we've all grown up and she's mellowed a bit, but the energy is still there and she's become a source of deep wisdom with so much zen. She's quite difficult to ruffle, but with the energy still bubbling under the surface in everything she puts her mind to. Then we have Demi. Another friend recently reminded me of one of her most interesting traits, which I think is like a form of truth-telling. So when other people were, you know, trying to go around the corners and say many things, Demi would cut to the chase and just tell it like it is. I remember back then, the way she used to dish out punishments. I have to call them punishments for personal slights. So when she became prefect for... We used to call it self-reliance, but it was basically outdoor chores, you know, sweeping pathways, um, weeding gazebos, keeping the, you know, the environment neat and tidy, all that good stuff. Demi was the prefect and she would enact her vendettas against people who had wronged her directly through her work assignments. (laughs) So if you fell out with her, you knew you were going to pay for it and just had to start quenching her or prepare for hell. (laughs) Ah, I do miss her. Then, of course, there's my oldest friend, Toli. I think she also hated when we called her that, so Omulerkwa. She kind of deserves an episode of her own because we have been friends through life, through life, through thick and thin, through, you know, going different ways living in different countries on different continents and we've changed so much but clearly not enough to drift away from each other she taught me so much about how to be how to be a person (laughs) and she she taught me so much about myself as well one of the greatest lessons she taught me was about self-acceptance which i think will surprise her you know in many ways she was doing self-acceptance before it became a thing, right? A buzzword. Many of us go through life trying to ignore our personal demons. But in a strange way, I think she had the courage to let those demons breathe a little while many of us <coughs> were busy trying to be Miss Goody Two Shoes and to fit the mold. But she often went out of step with what everyone else was doing. And I think it was even unintentional. And in that sanitized Catholic schoolgirl environment, this made her, quote-unquote, the rebel, even when she wasn't doing anything that rebellious. 
She also taught me a lot about generosity and not being attached to the material because her grab box was always empty because she was always giving her stuff away. It was amazing. Then there is, uh, gosh, <laughs> I forgot, there is no nickname, Bisamaza. <laughs> the thing I learned from her is that I think very early on, she evaluated her self-worth and removed herself from nonsensical situations. I look back on it now and I think it was a degree of like maturity that she developed early. But I remember her being so disdainful of drama and chaos. And now I can see that she was the kind of person that, you know, she might have enjoyed watching the drama from afar, but she didn't want to be at the center of it. At the time, sometimes it came off like she was being a bit snooty, a bit elitist, but she never was, not really. And I could see it in the friends that she made and how she moved through the world. We don't speak often, but when we meet up, we vibe on a level. And it's nice having that continuing connection to my past. Who else? Primrose. Ah, you know someone who should write a book about friendship is this babe i look at her life and i'm envious of her friendships she seems to have amazing friendships and i think the trick is which which i've learned from her obviously the trick to have to to having amazing friendships is to be an amazing friend because when primrose decides that she loves you my friend it's by fire by force she loves so hard So no one should be surprised that she is flourishing in this area. She's also such a focused babe. She was a year below me in high school, but when I was a candidate, as in I was sitting those all-important exams to progress to the next level, she's the one who would stress me, waking me up at ungodly hours to study. (laughs) Thanks, Prima. (laughs) Oops. Next is Shaz. Shazzy Shaz. Kamayanji is an interesting one. She's not like other girls, but in the best possible way. She's so chill. I remember when I first encountered her sense of humor. I had never met anyone like that. It was different. (laughs) But she has this serenity that is very deep. And it's not about, I don't know, life is perfect. I have no problems. It's a serenity that is wrapped up in humor. So the way she tells stories, the way she processes things is just so funny. (laughs) We became close, you know, close, close for a short time at uni, but I have always, always rated her. Who else do we have? Gertrude. Ha, Gertrude. The definition of soft power. Um, You know, those people who become popular uh, in high school, possibly against their will (laughs) i say high school because that's when i knew her there was a way she carried herself that was for lack of a better word regal i think she was a kind person she was quite humble she minded her own business and because of that and other things she was quite beloved the girls loved her people used to even fight to do her laundry which i always found quite hilarious (laughs) but there we are that's high school for you Bondi babes, literally one of the unintentionally funniest people that I know. I love her turns of phrase. I steal them all the time. 
she's a genuinely cool person she self-reflects she's good with boundaries she's mature but she can be really silly we became friends late in life but she was a godsend and a huge part of why i have remained sane in boris johnson's britain then we have namata we also met late in life but immediately got on like a house on fire We've had a few fights over the years, but we always make up because she's genuinely good people. She has a good head on her shoulders, but can also be very silly and nonsensical. <laughs> because if there is one person who will get us lost on holiday, it is her. But she will also find all the best spots, all the cool progies, and all the good food. She's just very naturally creative and full of ideas, which is why I have tied on her as my chief curator of good content. She has such a generous and caring spirit, which we laugh about because she hates being described as caring. But she is not like, I don't know, bleeding heart, let's hold hands and sing kumbaya, but, you know, practical. How can I help you kind of caring? Um, who else? Gosh, I've completely forgotten her middle name, so I'm going to just bite the bullet and call her Rosindana. <laughs> Rosindana, always a classy babe, smart as a whip, gentle, almost always upbeat, but a straight talker, and always doing her own thing. She got fed up of the Catholic school straight jacket and said sayonara after like two years. But I always liked how chill and interested in things she was. We had a handful of deep conversations, which she probably doesn't remember. But she always listened like she was hearing everything for the first time. And her enthusiasm was super infectious. Super infectious. Um, then there was Lucy Lou. How could I forget Lucy Lou? Lucy. <laughs> Trendsetter extraordinaire. The thing that really made an impression on me about this babe is that she was so calm. Someone who never gets riled up or shouts like ever. You could be having a heated argument with her and she could even have tears in her eyes. But she'd just be looking at you like, okay, you finish. But she was very switched on. I think she was someone who always knew where she wanted to go with life. So there was a way she always moved that was very purposeful. Plus, she was super, super organized. I remember her running like a small business in high school, selling bookmarks and other little knickknacks. Just put together, organized and single-minded. Faith. I think this is, the, this is the last one. I think so. <laughs> I wanted to call her by her other middle name. Hell, why not? Chomhendo. I wonder how many people know that's her name. <laughs> She's going to kill me. The thing about this babe is how unbothered she is by things. I'm sure there are, there are things that are close to her heart that keep her up at night. But for the most part, she does not stress about things. If anything happens, good or bad, she just moves on swiftly. It's like she processes events and emotions quite fast, puts them in whatever place she has assigned them in priority, and that's it. I've always wanted to be like her in that sense. And then she has boundless, endless energy, which puts me to shame. Every moment is go, go, go. When she packages it, she will be a gazillionaire. 
gosh, I know there are people that I have forgotten on this list and I will publish it and kick myself, but I don't want to, I don't want us to be here all day. As always, thanks for listening. Give us a like and subscribe to the channel if you enjoyed this episode and follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and on LinkedIn at a Ugandan babe to continue the conversation. I hope you'll be back for the next one. Goodbye for now. <laughs>